The CPI numbers came out today. I don't know if you guys saw it. The consumer price index. The consumer price index measures inflation, according to our economists in the United States, because it's not real. Let's just say that everything else is more expensive than what it is. But that's nor here nor there. We're just only going to talk about the number right now. So as we know, we were expecting an 8.1% um, to show up on that print. That means that inflation was going to come down from 8 point something percent to 8.1%. And the number came out a little hotter than expected, 8.2%. The markets instantly just melted, like instantly. It was like, oh no, Jerome Powell is going to take the, 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 rate, uh, the rate hikes even further. He's probably going to do a full point. And the reason why the market is overreacting and going up and down, up and down, and now it's back to where it started is simple. Volatility is here because now the, the market is completely lost as far as sentiment goes. You can be bullish one day. You can be very bearish the next day. My sign that we hit bottom, for example, with Solana 28 was a friend of mine that always tells me to buy or sell and I do the opposite. Told me I'm going to wait until it hits 25. I was like, it's not going to hit 25. Then it's going to, this is the bottom 28. And it was. Uh, and it was weird because it was when everything was coming down, down, down. And I was like, it, this might be just coming right now to chase that change of price and it's going to go back to the other side and he did it was interesting now let's talk about what happened because right here um Ardavan is saying something really true they the fed minutes came out and a lot of people were are reading into it and in the fed's minutes just to make it super simple for you guys they basically said listen guys we understand that financial tightening conditions might break something therefore we do think that we're going to have to stop upping the rates at some point they don't say when they don't say anything right and now everyone took that before as a sign of like that's it the fed's pivoting the end of this and i want you guys to understand 100 where we're standing because i think the answer to all of these things is way easier than everyone thinks. And the reason that everyone is failing to see it is because they're looking elsewhere. Like I said many, many times before, normally the problem is the distraction, right? The solution is for something else, to create something else. So the problem here, and they've been selling us on the recession and the inflation for a long time, right? Like it's nonstop, like, oh, the Fed is fighting inflation. I've made several videos telling you guys that the Fed is not really fighting inflation. The Fed, what's, what's really fighting with these interest rates and making these interest rates higher is making the dollar attractive. That is my exclusive point of view. A lot of people don't agree with it. A lot of people are not even looking at it like that they're just looking at it like the dollar is strong and it's because of inflation I think the reason why the Fed is making the dollar what they like so strong and it's on purpose it's because it's on purpose and they're doing it based on what's happening around the world do we all agree that Brexit was a terrible idea for the UK I think right now people are starting to understand why we said that and this is why like I was talking to the fucking idiot at McLaren uh whatever his name was and I told him, like, how do you see Brexit? And he was like, oh, it's great. And I go, how can you say that? How can you be like a top executive in this company and not understand that all of the stuff that you're buying and selling from one place to another now in Europe is going to be taxed differently? How do you not know that? How do you not know that logistics have to change? How do you not know that that's going to cost you more? How do you not know any of these things? And right now the world is Brexiting itself from itself. It's separating in two. It's really nice and easy to see. Now, let's talk about inflation. 
is inflation going to come down from now on? Because in Europe, we're seeing that they're hitting like higher numbers of inflation. And I expect that inflation in Europe to continue to go up as the dollar continues to go stronger and stronger. And also we keep uh, and with that, we keep hiking those rates up. And a lot of people are saying, OK, but the Fed's going to pivot. This is this is different. This is a different scenario than the one that everyone is looking for. The most sought after trade right now in the world, the one that is a certainty is the day that the Fed turns around and changes the 75 points up and makes it 50, everyone is going to put their money on the market and that money will be wiped out of the market too. That is the trade that everyone is waiting for. And that trade is not going to happen the way everyone's thinking. I don't understand why it's so hard to understand what we're seeing right now. There was a before and after COVID. A lot of people wanted to go back. And I don't know if you guys like watching me want to go back to the times before COVID. But do you now agree that we're never going to go back to the world the way it was before COVID? Do you guys agree? Me understanding that is what made me a lot of money with my alcohol company and then eventually the water company and all that stuff. It really changed everything. And knowing these major signs and when to pivot when these major things happen is essential in this world right? So we saw that happening. Now, fast forward to this year. What we're seeing right now, this deglobalization, this separation of two major blocks in the world is changing everything forever. And that is what no one is realizing. Like, it's been two major events that have changed the way the world works twice in two years. 2020 with a pandemic and 2022 with the separation of the world, whether you like it or not, right? So with the separation of the world, you guys have to understand one major thing that a lot of people, and I was the first one to say gold this year, and I have the video when gold was at $1,800, and I go, I, you have to be a moron to be in gold. We saw a double top and then the bottom. The only time gold goes up is when something bad happens, and it's only for a little bit of time. And again, it's not a smart financial play for people where it's going to hedge me against inflation. It's going to hedge me against this. Literally, when people don't understand what to do and panic, they invest in gold. And the fact that we're not seeing that movement right now should tell you a lot. Number one, the price of gold, that the asset in itself is coming down like crazy, right? Why? Three months ago, they found like an extra supply of gold in, in, uh, in Africa and whatnot, but that's not even it. The reason why gold is not moving up and the reason why I gave up on gold is simple. When I go back and look at all of the charts of every single country just stacking gold like crazy in the past 12 months, along with China, Russia together for the past 8, 12 years, whatever it was, and the price of gold is not going up, it's letting you know it's not going to go up. Imagine if every single country right now just bought Bitcoin. What would happen to the price of Bitcoin? It would fucking explode up. But with gold, you can't do that. It's not a trans, it's, it's not a trans, it's not a transparent deal. It's not a clear deal that you can see that everyone can see. Banking flourishes and like literally thrives at its and it's doing the best of the best when they can do everything behind closed doors so that we don't understand what's going on and how they're manipulating these prices. It's not rocket science, by the way. It's not fucking rocket science. All of the paper that they have, how they short, how they long, and how they put stuff against each other, along with not saying exactly the amount of volume that they're purchased, etc. It's just a fucking mess. So 
the way the economy is working right now, it's telling us the dollar is not doing what it's trying to do right now because of the situation that it's in because of COVID. What the Fed is trying to do, whether you like to admit it or not, and at least this is my view, and this is why it's, and I think this is why it's been right and it's been going in the right path. It's simple. If China is dumping their U.S. treasuries, if every other country is dumping their U.S. treasuries in order to accumulate gold, every single other member of the BRICS, right? Like in all of the new alliances that are being made. And you're seeing that trend. And you right now are hearing a lot now because when I started saying it, people were like, this is not a liquidity crisis, Alejandro. There's not, a, like there's plenty of dollars in the system. And now it's becoming a liquidity crisis, right? Like all of a sudden, now people see it. It's simple. It's because the Fed has to take back all of the excess dollars floating around that will be floating around the economy worldwide that are not gonna be needed that would create more uh, uh, inflationary pressures towards the future. That is the real inflation, the real one that the Fed is trying to fight. And this is why it's stupid that people think the inflation that you're seeing right now is what they're trying to get ahead of. No, 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 no. And everybody's like, the Fed is looking in the rearview mirror. Why do they want to do this? Why do they want to crash? Remember when I told you, why the fuck is China destroying their own markets? And why are they so obsessed with going one by one and making sure they all collapse and really legitimately collapse? At some point, we're going to have to do that in the United States. And that's what's going on. They're just doing it differently. And the fact that everyone legitimately thinks this is going to change one day and everyone's got their money ready to put it into the day that it changes so that they hit all-time highs. Let me tell you guys, you're in a very sad place right now. That's not going to happen. That's not even fucking close to being a real scenario because if we had that, plus the fact that the world is separating itself and dumping their dollars, can you imagine what would happen to the US dollar? Can you imagine? And now you're seeing... Everybody should be wondering, then why is the United States still like raising their interest rates when inflation is clearly coming down month to month, but worldwide we're destroying everyone else because we have to make the dollar appealing. We have to, and we have to do it for a long time. And this goes why, like no going back and saying like the market is not, not going to hit all time highs in a long time. It's essential for you to understand. This is a reality. This is something that's unfolding in front of your eyes. The people now that are saying, well, now everyone believes the market is going down, so it can't go down. Let me tell you something. It's because all of those morons that couldn't see it before now are seeing a recession ahead. And let me tell you something. You've been in a recession since the beginning of the year, son. And let me tell you something even better. You've been in stagflation the day that they changed the definition during the summer, son. And let me tell you something, you're going to be in a crisis and that crisis is the one you're going to call a recession so that you understand what everyone, like every magician now is saying like, oh yeah, bad things are coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that is because the, all the bad things are here. They're failing to see the present because they're trying to guess the future so much while fucking attaching themselves to the past. And you can't do that in a market that's completely changing every 24 months. That's where people lose. That's what you're failing to see completely. You're failing to see not the future, the present. That's what you're failing to see. One more time, go back and look at these fucking graphics 
Look at the charts of the S&P 500 in 12 in yearly candles. And there's no denying you hit a fucking ceiling. You would have to be blind to understand or to think that that chart's still going to go up. Like legitimately blind. And that's what everyone is. Blind because of hope. Blind because hopium. Blind because they don't remember. They want to use the past, but the past that tells the narrative best to them. Not the narrative that really goes with reality. The narrative that everyone is choosing from the past and to hold on to is simply the dollar strength and the Fed pivoting. They think that when there is a change in either one of those, instantly there's going to be a pump. And again, I'm going to be here waiting to tell you, where's your pump? Just like I'm, I told you that we're going to head lower and lower and we're heading lower and lower. It is what's going on in the world. It's fucking absolutely nuts that anyone is selling you on any other, other, other scenario. It doesn't matter what any other chart says, okay? It doesn't matter what you're reading and the levels. I actually, I, I'm petty. I'm going to go back to Twitter because there's so many idiots, especially in Latin America, because obviously uh, I have a big presence in Latin America, as is with the cars. So the talking about this just became really big, really fast. And all of the guys that have like a real economics degree and whatnot on YouTube are really mad. So I get to hear them every single day with their stupid things. And again, I am not an economist, guys. I'm not here to fucking take your jobs. No, 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 no. An economist without many businesses in different countries around the world is like a virgin that studied the Kama Sutra. That's cool that you studied it. You still don't know what to fucking do. You can't feel it. You don't know what it feels like. You don't fully understand it. And it's the same thing that's happening right now. It doesn't take a genius also to understand politically that we saw before this year when Biden got into office, you don't remember that we passed uh, 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 spending money on making our, our hacking security way better because Russia was attacking all of our pipelines and shutting them down and whatnot. Do you, do you guys not remember that? Do you guys understand that the OPEC has turned around on the United States and has gone like, we don't fucking care. We're going to produce whatever we need to produce. And we're going to short and we're going to cut uh, we're going to cut production if we need to so we can keep the prices that we want to. Because the entire world went after the energy guys and we tried to fucking destroy them. We did for like 8 years straight. We were like fuck you, fuck you, green energy, green energy and we were doing it poorly. And now that those guys have the power in their hands one more time, guess what? They're using it. You're seeing that every single every single day there's new stories about like who's going to give what to Europe because they keep swapping like I was going to give it to them, but now I'm not. There's like a Norwegian thing right now about uh, uh, Nord Stream 1. There's something weird going on with it. We don't know what it is. And that's like the headline. This is 100% a war, a monetary war. I've said it from day one. Monetary war. Inflation and what you're seeing in energy prices is being dictated by those who are on the other side and they want this to continue to go up because it's in their best interest. And sadly for you, very sadly for all of you guys that think the United States is really fighting inflation, it's not. Well, the United States, what effectively they're doing is they're defending their dollar and they're exporting energy at these insane prices to their new customer, which is Europe. So while, yeah, a lot of this is going to get way worse for even Americans, why would the government do that? Because it's money. It's making certain people money. The other thing we have to know, 
okay? And, and this is a video that I'll attack tomorrow. Is there going to be a new war or there's going to be a new black swan? They got to do something to restructure what they're doing right now. They have to. And it's too early for it. Um, and the reason why, and, and the reason why is simple. COVID gave them the excuse to print a lot of money, right? That's how they did it. Supplying chain issues gave him the excuse to fund all of the microchip investments that they're doing right now, right? Microchip investments, separating yourself from Taiwan, from China, towards the future, because you understand China is not going to be a part of your future. We're being hacked left and right with our pipelines in all of the energy sector by Russia and have been for two years or more. I mean, China closing with COVID zero policy it's so that they don't bring deflation to the United States. You guys saw Biden saying, I'm going to, well, first of all, he said many things that make no sense. And then he said, we're going to bring jobs back to America. That sounds great, Mr. Biden. But you know what else would come with jobs being back to America? Inflation. Inflation, son. The reason why tech companies go and hire all over the world is because it's impossible to afford workers here because, you know, costs. If a burrito, like right now, inflation, we're all seeing it, right? Like we saw, we saw inflation, how it works. If the burrito gets made by someone that gets paid way more money, that burrito at Taco Bell is going to be more expensive. The inflation that the Fed is fighting, that everyone thinks is fighting, the past inflation, the present inflation, is the future inflation. The Fed is defending the dollar against everything that we're seeing in the world. The problem is, you're all falling for the magic trick. You're not seeing what the magician is doing right here. He's, you're falling for the distraction. So they use COVID to print the money. They use the supply chains so that they can do something towards the CHIPS Act, which, by the way, there's not a chip uh, um, shortage anymore and hasn't been for a long time. They've just been pushing for that narrative because this is happening. So... We're finding all these excuses to do something. Now, we need another excuse, and they need another excuse to restructure the monetary system once they need to help us back. Normally, the excuse, like a war, for example, like, for example, we had the war. The war is the, oh, no, look what's going on. That's the excuse, right? The action was, I want to get Europe as my bitch buying energy at high prices. That's what the United States effectively did. The excuse was, oh, Putin, that, oh, man, crazy. Crazy that Vladimir Putin went out there into Ukraine and no one, no one, no one did this. Like, we didn't push him. He just did it out of nowhere. But thankfully, we're so smart that we ended up becoming the energy provider for Europe completely at these insane prices. And also, all of the NATO nations, and there's new ones trying to join in, are doubling their military budgets. Oh. <gasps> What a fucking incredible coincidence. Do you guys not understand what's going on? Do you guys not see it yet? <laughs> They're going to need a major why they need to restructure everything after this one, right? Because now we had COVID, then we had supply chains, then we had Russia. What's going to be the next one? And that's coming. Like... Maybe not tomorrow, because remember, 
when this happens, they're going to come out and help us out. We should be terrified of the help. Like in Europe, they're helping them with their electric bills, just like they helped us during COVID. They made everything way worse. This is not a surprise and shouldn't be a surprise for anyone in Europe. Them helping you, you're going to have to pay for it one way or another. You, not them. You, the citizen. That's the way this works. Their excuses for you to help. And again, at this point, the energy thing is a real crisis that they caused, but now they're fixing it by making sure those people that now have everyone by the balls, the energy leaders around the world, get paid fully. Because there's, there's no escaping that right now. And meanwhile, while Russia, while China, while the United States all fight as to like who's going to keep what part of the world in their economy, you have to know. China destroyed their economy for a reason two years ago when everyone pumped theirs. We're starting to see that China picked a, develop, a, a to-be-developed block with India, with Africa, with Brazil, now Argentina, God bless them, and all these other nations. A development block. Why do you need a development block? Because you need to develop value. You need to increase value. The United States kept Europe, their friend, but they have a gun to his head saying, if you don't pay me these bills, I will kill you after saving them. So Europe and the U.S. have this weird relationship now that it's fragmented Europe for real. Because Europe are like, why are we sanctioning Russia when clearly we're fucked? Not the United States. We are fucked, which is true. It's very true. So all of that happening right now, do you think that's the end of it? No. We need an excuse to be saved when it's ready to be saved. And get ready. That's not going to be just a soft landing recession. That's not going to be like what the Fed's telling everybody. Like, you guys have to grow up and understand the people that don't believe this. Uh... Uh, thank you so much, Jonathan. I appreciate it. I hope my fucking health gets better too. <laughs> I can't laugh that hard. Uh, otherwise, I will explode. Or my, my, my intestines will. But that is just fucking the truth, guys. We are not fighting inflation right now. We're fighting future inflation with what the dollar is doing, becoming stronger and taking a stance against other countries. Again, don't look at the headlines. Look at what's happening. That's all I'm going to say. And then I'm going to stay here and just chat with you guys a little bit. I want to see the chat. I want to talk to you guys for a few minutes. I want to see what's going on. I know Farhan. By the way, everyone that's coming to Austin for the Formula One Grand Prix, remember that we're doing that event with Red Bull and Aileron. And we'll see you there. Um, I'm here reading some stuff. Oh, yeah. I also saw that Janet Yelling was saying that they're ready for some CBDCs. So trust me, when the world is about to change all of their stuff and how they work and they're introducing you new coins and whatnot, the way people are going to take these new coins is because it's free money and get ready for it. Yo, what's going on all the way to Sweden? Guy, all the way to Sweden. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in Norway? So Henrik, I'm, I'm guessing you're in Norway, in Norway because of your name. So I'm being super racist right now. I'm sorry. I'm being, yeah, stereotypical. So I want to know, in your eyes, what is being reported right now? Because this is the best uh, medicine for everything. The gov like, let's see what people are reporting there. And let's start to get this, this loop of feedback. Hi, can you explain why China is doing zero COVID policy when it's clearly closing China, when it's hurting China so much? 
Uh, is it a tactical reason against the West? Yes, it is. And the reason why is simple. The United States imports 20%. Like basically, uh, um, 20% of all imports that come to the United States are coming from China. And those are cheap imports. Remember that China has always fought against having their currency appreciate. Every time their currency starts to appreciate, they depreciate their currency. They're active, they've actively done this many times in the past. They've done this recently too. You can look this up. The reason why China is holding on to the non-COVID policy is simple. They're getting rid of their dollars. They're getting rid of that dependency with the United States. They're slowing down the commerce. And what they're effectively doing is they're literally slowing down and winding down their economy so much so that whenever they flip into another customer, they can start building from right here up so that you can generate value yet again for yourself and for your people and specifically for your customers and those who you're going to be serving because that's what literally gave the United States all this value. You could make all this money and buy all this Chinese shit for free, basically, and that was incredible, and that's changed across, across time. We always said, like growing up, my mom used to tell me, China's going to be the number one country in the world like by 20 years. It's, it's happening right now. Everybody thinks it's weakness, but China came out literally and destroyed their technology companies before anyone else, like with their own policies. They kidnapped all of the major guys. They kidnapped fucking Jack Ma, son. They kidnapped them all. Then they went and changed their fucking leverage rules in real estate. Then they like, and in the middle of this, they have like zero COVID. The reason why is simple. It affects directly the United States, like affect, like directly, directly fucks the U.S. Because we are like, this is, this is the point exactly. We are in an inflationary period right now because of COVID and we're blaming there was a lot of demand and not enough supply. No, it changed. The supply demand dynamic changed, Right. It changed around the world. And now that it changed in the United States and everywhere else, inflation went up. Because we're not used to the orders the way that they're coming in and where we're getting them from. So we're killing demand right now everywhere in the world so that we can connect the economy in new ways and jumpstart it from there. Does that make sense? That's the only way this works. Because if China had an incredible economy right now, they wouldn't be able to benefit or help other development, developing nations in the same way that they're going to be able to help them now by giving them like really cheap uh, products, really cheap services. They're going to loan them money. China's becoming the largest uh, lender in the world, the second one after the United States. That, that means when you're, when you're importing your money everywhere, you know what happens next. So... China effectively did this against the United States. And you can see even more of it with Russia because we thought Russia was not going to jump into the war thing because they would be shooting themselves in the, uh, on the foot, right? Like we know when we sanction a country, they go down in, like, in, um, like down in flames and they just fucking burn. But Russia didn't. That the United States wasn't ready for. That, not at all. So... It's letting you know this is an economic war. They're making effectively the governments around the world. Think about this. Is China, Russia, and America making gas prices, oil prices more expensive? Yes or no? Yes or no? And it doesn't matter what they say. The prices are going back up right now, right? No matter what they say that they're fighting and doing, the prices are going back up right now. So 
understand they're not fighting inflation, these governments. They're not. They're fighting over power. They're fighting over resources right now. And they're fighting over like allocating their, their customers and their buyers accordingly. And you can't do this in a hot economy because we saw what happened with COVID. That, that restart is what made everything go like that. So what they're effectively doing is they're slowing it down and letting it roll into the new world. This is why I'm saying it's going to take a very long time. Everybody thinks that the economy is just going to jump back up and be back again up and running in the same way you did before. No, it's not. If you are a product maker around the world, you understand this. It's different now. It's very different now. And it's going to continue to become even more different as we go. Steve, hey Alejandro, quick question. What do you think of ISO 2022 versus the BRICS? Okay, when do you see the U.S. beginning to start implementing the new payment system? So I'm I'm not entirely sure. I, I, the reason, I have I have a big theory to begin with. And this is obviously, by the way, this is in the hands of Putin, Xi, uh, Xi and all of those guys. This is literally something that's impossible to predict. So I'm just saying what I think is going to happen is when we finally saw the bottom of the bottom of everything, everything, all of the bad things around the world, that's when the new currency will pop up. That's when you're going to see it. So you can start fresh from ground level. That's what I think. But I have nothing other than just based on the actions that it's making me believe. And that's what I would do if I were in their shoes. I would introduce the new currency at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of everything because it'll give the sense that it's going up will give people confidence in it. I don't know if you remember when the euro came out, but that was exciting because it kept going up at first. Much higher electricity bills here in Norway, even though we have a lot of hydrogen power and oil. Isn't that weird? Isn't that fucking weird? And I want you guys to also understand, this is uh, um, Henrik from Norway. And I want you guys to understand that electricity bills are getting in, in Norway more expensive, even though they have a lot of hydropower and oil. And also Norway was said to be one of the guys that was going to actually be providing more energy to the European uh, nations. And now you're telling me Norway, they're charging you more money for electricity. How is that possible? You see what I'm saying? Like, how is that possible? It's very strange. I know you guys sell a lot, a lot of your power out, but the thing is, why would you make it more expensive on your own citizens? I, I don't understand. In Like, if they're really telling you they're fighting inflation with these fucking prints and, like, all the stuff that they're doing, why are they doing this? And they're making money, by the way. That's the thing. <laughs> Miss Trump yet. Why Why do I have to remind you guys that Trump, Trump started the money printer? Why do I have to remind you that? Why? The COVID thing, the COVID... Like the printing, the everything was under Trump. Why do I have to remind you that? It's so weird that you guys marry like a political party. By the way, 
By the way, Trump, I don't know if you guys saw the video that he put together of Biden uh, saying stupid things. But he's at like at a national convention and he's like, hey, I put together a video. I'm going to show you the video. And then he plays the video. I laughed so fucking, I feel, I feel horrible, but I laughed so hard. And that made me really understand the situation that we're in. The comedic levels right now are again like getting high. And I know you guys think this is a stupid thing. But the funnier the memes get, the worse the situation worldwide is. Do you guys not remember the memes during COVID? When COVID started, the memes were the most fire thing in the world. And right now, we're going back to that era. Donald Trump is probably going to be the president of the United States again in 2024 because people forget that he's the one that started all of this. Everybody forgets. It's fine. The comedy is going to be at an all-time level. Will people kill each other? Probably. Absolutely. I mean, we saw the hate that comes with it. But it's, it's part of it. Like the worst leaders, and this is something I've been saying out loud, and specifically in the UK, you can see it. This trust. Oh, my God. In Italy. Mm. The worst leaders in the world are emerging right now and will continue to do so for the next 10, like 10 years. Just based on history. This is history that you want to remember, not the history of the Fed pivoting and changing your mind in your investment. This is the one that you want to remember, right? This is the important stuff. This is the one that really happens again, just like the pandemic. If you guys saw, I had a chart at the beginning of the pandemic that I shared with everyone on Twitter, and it was how we did uh, waves of contagion and what we did in the past. And what we did was, We were in quarantine for like a certain amount of time. We were let out. Virus would go up and it was like identical. It was a play by play. This is happening again. This is another one of those things that's happening again. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So I'm getting to the, the, the worst leaders, right? So you have Liz Truss in, oh my God, in the UK, which by the way, all of the stuff that she got voted on for, Is no, she can't do, it's a no-go. So you see, all of these false promises are going to get done. And everybody, because now we're in a bigger problem. The world is in a bigger problem right now than it, it thinks it is. And the reason why is, remember, when I stopped making YouTube videos about cars, I told you guys, the United States, and the reason why I stopped doing it in English is you guys are really angry. Straight up. Like, really angry. I can feel, from talking to so many of you guys, What's going on in our world? I can see it. I understand it. And I'm telling you right now, the feeling right now in the United States, it's only going to get worse. And we are all around the world getting angrier too. Like at this point, everywhere around the world, everyone's getting angrier. And this is something to really worry about right now. Because we're going into an economic disaster worldwide because we have to. People like to say, no, we're not. Everyone thinks we're going into it. You guys don't understand the size of this problem. That's why you're saying, no, everybody's saying this. And even the people that are expecting a recession, they're expecting a tiny little one. Again, it's not what the market's going to do. It's what they're going to do. The people in charge that need to do what they need to do in order to preserve the dollar status and all that stuff. Right? So that's going to happen. Assuming that you have multiple years of pay savings... Uh, of pay saved. I don't know what that is. Oh, pay saved. I'm sorry. Is buying a house with low money down, fixed rate, a good dollar hedge currently, in your opinion, struggling with the where to park the money currently? This is a great question that I'm getting a lot. 
everywhere. And I actually wanted to make the next video that I make tomorrow will be about real estate because I do think for the next, and, and listen, I was a commercial real estate bull all over the past uh, uh, 12 years. I did really fucking great, right? Started with a few, like with a couple mil and turned it into over 50 something. So it went pretty fucking great in all these transactions. But I retired out of commercial real estate uh, 2020. It, it didn't look good, not looking good. And right now it's looking even worse in the middle of this, right? Specifically seeing the trend that people are investing now, like companies are firing people and hiring people in other countries so they can save some money. So they're not going back to the office. Let's forget about that. But there is one thing that you all want to invest in, specifically in the United States, specifically when there's a crisis. Because when there's a crisis, and this is something that I learned this year investing, you want to put all of your money in whatever crisis there's going to be. Imagine if in November of last year, I would have put all my money in energy companies when I said there's going to be an energy crisis, right? I got lucky because there's like, and I'm sorry to say this, like in the United States, there's a water crisis. There's a water crisis everywhere in the world too. So that's good for me because I have a water company, right? It is what it is. What is the next big crisis that Americans are, are going to face or are facing right now already that people continue to ignore and actually the mentality of people is wrong about it? And that is housing right? We are in a renter's crisis because homeowners will never be again in the United States. We fought for years to make sure, and, and along the most of the capital systems around the world operate in this manner because that's the only way they know how to operate. And it's gotten to the point where inflation of asset prices has gone to the point that it's gotten past the ability and customer purchasing power. That's a big problem that we have around the world, right? So that means a lot of people are going to be renting for a long time. Everybody's thinking right now the real estate market is going to collapse in the United States. I can't talk about real estate market anywhere else around the world because I don't know it. And that would be very ignorant. Every market is very different. But in the United States, I can effectively tell you this. Less and less people can afford buying a house. And all of those hedge funds that bought billions of dollars worth of houses at the peak of their prices with the low financial uh, um, cost, because their money was free, basically, they could borrow at 0%, have a stash of cash to generate value like that in the future. That means they're going to go in and buy the dip, right? And the thing is, we all are thinking, dude, the dip's going to be so huge, everyone's going to buy it. Not, not everyone. So if you are thinking about a great investment for the next 10 years, which by the way, the next 10 years are going to be a shit show, my friend. And this is, I'm going in the same direction, just so you know, I'm making it clear right here, right now. All of my excess money over the next 12 months is going to start being parked in houses. Houses, houses. There's an obscene amount of apartments, obscene, obscene. There will be people that want to live in a single family home that can never afford a family home again. My job is to take those homes off the market again and rent it to those people because funds are going to do it. And I promise you, and this is a wild one, the government will end up buying houses for people so that they can live in it because what they've done to the population and to the middle class, it's insane, but it's, it's true.
Property taxes are going to kill you. So now in Texas, they're talking about lowering property taxes. That's what the... That, I think we're going to start seeing that trend around the world. And the reason why is um, it would become too expensive for everyone to own homes. Like crazy, crazy expensive if they just continue to go like this. And right now you're seeing there's not enough margin for people to make. So they are, they're going to remove stuff to make it. Like in 2018, they did with the corporate taxes. I believe we're going to see the same trend in housing over the next uh, decade. But I could be wrong. Because they're not going to be able... Uh, another thing that you guys have to understand is I'm not expecting the world and the United States specifically economic system to go back to the type of money easing that we had. We're not going to see those loans happen like this again. I want you guys to know that's what I'm thinking. Just like I said, COVID, change of the world. This, change of the world. This inflation, change of the world. Okay? I don't see it going back into the rates of like zero and what like we're, we need to readjust everything that's going on. Well, the problem with the apartments going on clearance, my friend, in, in the United States, these are rental properties. So rental properties are effectively going to come down like crazy apartments. The only desired items out of the catalog will be single, uh, single tenant homes. That's why I'm saying I'm not going to buy duplexes, although I do think duplex and maybe even the triplexes or whatever the fucking cold when there's three families living in one, those can do well. But I am putting my money based on what I saw during the pandemic, which is a quick preview of what people will do, is they want to live where they have some space. And especially when everything gets dangerous, because it will get dangerous. In the United States, crime is up like motherfucking crazy. Go to Beverly Hills wearing a watch. I dare you. I dare you, motherfucker. Isn't gold, silver, better hedge than property? Ankit, one more time. All of the governments around the world have been purchasing gold for, like in a frenzy this year. Where's the price of gold right now? Why would you hedge yourself on something that has no absolute real value in the economy in itself? Why would you hedge yourself like that? It gives you no income. It goes down in bad times. It hit a double top. They found double the supply in, in, in Africa right now. Gold is the dumbest. This is what I'm telling you guys one more time. Gold right now is a BlackBerry and the iPhone came out and it's Bitcoin. There was so many people that said, when I said BlackBerry is going to go bankrupt if they don't change their browser and if they don't change their, their screens. And people looked at me and said, dude, it's a $120 billion company. It's never going to go back. You fucking Mexican. And I was like, I promise you guys, it is. And he did. It's the same thing. And you have to know, younger generations don't think like older people. As much as they love gold and whatnot, whenever what's going on happens, and we realize that gold didn't do anything and that other things didn't do anything, Gold will go to fucking nothing. It's just jewelry. That's it. It's beautiful jewelry. What not? For a long time, I also thought gold is a smart play. Not anymore. Not if you would have listened to my video three months ago when I said at 1800, 1850, dude, fuck gold. This is the end of it. You would, you would have made some money right now. And I promise you, for more than 
as much as they want you to think that gold is going to go up, it's against the dollar for the price of gold to go up because then you would be proving that having the dollar off the gold standard is wrong, okay? Based on that conflict of interest alone, the gold is done. I would say it's not a good time to invest in anything, my friend. Nothing. Like right now, what, what the Fed effectively is doing is they grabbed a bottle of water, which is cash, and they dumped it all over here thinking it's not going to spill. And it's been spilling for a long time. And now what they're doing is they're drying the cash, right? So when you dry the cash, and you have to dry it everywhere in the world because the thing is, they thought they were only pouring the water in here, but because of the Brexit that the world is doing on itself, the water is everywhere that they need to dry. And they need to dry it towards the future as these other countries take actions towards us in the present. So no, I'm not putting money in. I'm buying NFTs because I'm a fucking idiot, okay? I'm doing it. I love it. I adore it. I think and I have a theory of certain things that I'm doing that are going to do great outside of mine because mine, uh, are, it's a tech company with an uh, uh, IP company different. But I'm buying one or two that are historic and I'm staying there because NFTs are going to change forever. Just like everything I'm telling you that changed from one day to another, NFTs just now are also going to change and they're never going to be what you're seeing. You want to know what they're going to become? Right now, the hottest play in the NFT world will be rewards like Starbucks is doing. Just watch it. Watch it. Next year, next 12 to 24 months, NFTs will become fully reward systems and you won't even know that it's an NFT. I promise you that. What, in, what about you has allowed you to succeed constantly across multiple industries? It is impressive and mind-boggling. <laughs> I appreciate you. To be honest with you, I, I am a fast learner. I feel like I can learn anything and I can do anything. And, and mostly, I drive myself and what drives me is curiosity. I go and try to do something and I go all in and I want to learn it. And mostly at, at the beginning, I know if I'm liking something or if not. And when I like something, I'm going to go in all the way until I make it uh, good. So something that I've been very, very good at that I'm, I've been forcing myself is making money. How fast can I make a company make money? And this is something that I've talked about before. It took me, I mean, fucking years. I remember with Rod, it used to take us like on average five to seven years for each company to become profitable where you just let it be and it's profitable. With Aileron, it took us three years so that the company could sustain itself, three years. Two of those years, it was development and it was one year that we came out on sale. After the year that we came out on sale, we were already on the black, right? But it took three years. With the water, within the year, the first year, within the first year, I can't even tell you now with everything else that we're doing. With the NFT stuff, the studio, it took me a month to be profitable, a month. So I'm, I'm becoming better too at grabbing like timelines. And now I'm opening in Spanish, I'm doing like a Shark Tank show um, where we're investing in subscribers, uh, businesses. And the businesses that they've sent us, which are uh, post cash flow, wow. Like it's fucking unreal. And to me, that's just a way to exponentiate like how much money I'm going to make because not only I can just fund an operation that I see growing, but now I have the ability to help that operation grow with the value that I bring to it, 
whether like, for example, let's say that it's an alcohol, a different type of drink, I can just put it in my 22,000 stores. If it's like a digital product for a bank, I can just give it to my 10 million subscribers. You know what I mean? So it's about this shit. I would say, by the way, if you guys are thinking about buying a house right now, just wait. There's going to be more, like, there's there's going to be further down pressures. Now, the interest rates, I don't know how they're going to make up with the down pressures, but you're most likely going to, like, you're better off just waiting three months to see what happens in three months. Promise you. I'm not buying any. Remember I told you last time, don't buy a house until you see me buy a house. I bought the house at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the interest rates, and I bought it right before it doubled in price. Like, I, there's some things that I know. Real estate is one that everybody can suck my dick on. Everybody. I don't know why. I understand it. <laughs> okay. Where do you recommend someone who doesn't have a lot of money? Where do I direct my energy to become successful? You're, become, you're, you're getting into a world that's deglobalizing itself, but also the United States doesn't have enough workers. So we're going to start hiring from other countries. So find one of these things that you can do like web programming, web designing, systems admin, uh, AI, whatever it is, one of these new uh, jobs that are hot right now. Learn that and then offer your service in a country where it costs you, uh, uh, where it gives you more money and then you got to live in a place. This is the new motto, by the way. You go and move to a place remotely where it's cheap for you to live, you can save as much money as you can, and you're earning in a higher currency. That's the fucking new model of the world and for the next 10 years, and have it in mind, guys. Okay, do you think BTC and ETH will ever bounce back or, or are we going lower? We're going to go lower before we go up, just so you know. Again, you got to look at crypto. Is very e it's, it's very easy to understand the pattern of, and this is what you need to know, the pattern of behavior of people. Because once you understand what people do in these situations, like again, legitimately, if right now you hear, like you go on CNN and you're the first guy to see nuclear bomb in in, I don't know, wherever, nuclear bombing, wherever, you're the first one to see it, go buy gold. You will get the pump. If you're the first one, get the pump. Does that make sense? Uh, so the same thing, uh, is, the same thing is how you analyze other assets. Now, crypto, Bitcoin, for example, and Ethereum. When we got stuck in home, when we got stuck at home, and we had all this money saved and we were not spending and we were getting all this other shit. People went and invested. The last thing that they put money into was crypto. They first went stocks. I mean, they, you know, stocks and then crypto and then NFTs. But I'm not going to count NFTs in the equation. So that's the last thing that you put in, right? Your crypto. But when the market starts to crash, 
the first thing that you pull out is crypto. And I know, I know we have a theory, and it's not a theory. I know we know how Bitcoin should work. Bitcoin should work as a, um, as a, you know, as a safe haven for value. But the problem is people don't use it like that right now. What we need to see in order for Bitcoin to actually get to that point is we need to see the fiat system collapse so hard that people are going to be like, dude, I'm not getting into your bullshit. And that's when they're going to understand the value of having a neutral currency. Until then, it's going to be a uh, speculative, speculative asset. <laughs> and it's going to do the same thing over and over again. And right now, if you're looking at liquidity being drained, the first thing that people are going to give up is their Bitcoin and their Ethereum and their Solana and their everything, son. What is my opinion on the situation in the UK, United States? Uh, to you guys, I feel so bad for the UK because you guys don't fully understand the shit that you're in. I think you guys will be the first big collapse worldwide that we see in the modern world. Outside of China, because China was leading it, right? But I think you guys are going to get it now. Because what you just did, the fact that you went and uh, actually bailed out your long-term treasuries. Do you know why you did that? Your long-term treasuries coming down means no one has faith in your economy for the future. No one. Literally no one. So the bank buying those is to make people regain trust on that, but no one wants them. It's just in, like the UK itself. So you're seeing a massive problem out here that's uh, developing in front of you because you in the UK have the huge inflation because of Brexit. You also have the huge inflation because of energy prices. You also have the huge inflation because of what's going on right now between China and the rest of the world. You also have huge inflation because the dollar keeps getting stronger. You also have huge inflation because you keep printing more money. And in the middle of all of these wonderful things that are happening, which are horrible, in the middle of all of this, it, the system is showing us it's not only cracking, it's breaking. You guys effectively are going to be the, I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but you guys are effectively the first collapse, like the first big collapse out there. We'll see. The thing is, Aramis, uh, people, people that say that then we're going to see a mega high and whatnot. You, you guys, one more time. What did we need in order for the S&P 500 to get to the all-time highs that, that it got? What do we need for Bitcoin to hit the all-time highs? 69K, nice. What do we need to do that? One more time. We need to have people stay at home, not spend any money, not pay rent, not pay their mortgages, not pay for their cars, uh, not pay any debts that they owe to anybody, sending them free money to their accounts, and then all of the market going up simultaneously. That's all you need to hit like all-time highs again. Does it sound like anytime soon you're going to hit all-time highs? Now, let me give you the other side of this. Because we gave in 2020 a fresh start to everyone, right? We did. You don't have to pay rent for a year or like, I don't know how long it lasted in some places. You don't have to pay your mortgage. You don't have to make your car payments. And on top of that, dude, you want to get a car? Here's a car. You don't have to pay anything for six months. And you know what? I'm actually going to give you a rebate so you can take it right now. I'm going to, you want to buy a house? Here's a fucking house ticket for absolutely no money whatsoever. All of that. We bought everything that we wanted. 
And now, what happens when you... Have you guys seen the Chappelle show when Dave Chappelle gives black people all a million dollars? Like in reparations, they all get a million dollars. And they're all like, we're rich. And they all go broke at the end of the episode. It's a joke, obviously. And it's funny, black people, blah, 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 how they used it. But what I'm saying is, if you give people money in general that don't have any money, and you go like, here you go, they're going to misspend the shit out of the money. Right? Like... They're going to spend the fuck out of that money as soon as they can with bad decisions. And then they're going to be tied up. That's where everyone is right now. The biggest problem that the Fed has, my friends, right now is also that governments around the world have made everyone live in a socialist state of mind. And that means that the government's going to fix it because it's in their best interest to create a problem and then fix it however they feel like fixing it, like printing a lot of money for COVID. So right now you're standing in that situation. It's terrible. I appreciate you, Matt. I'm so sorry, dude. It's such a fucking shit show. And by the way, the worst leaders are about to emerge too in the world. So get ready for that one. Either way, this is an hour-long show. Dudes, I had a great time with you guys. Thank you so much for the awesome questions. I appreciate you all.